Hi there everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk All Things LGBTQ+. I'm your host, Annie McKinnon, an authentist, coach, therapist, speaker, writer and podcaster. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about me, then visit my website www.coachingcart.com or if you'd like to get in touch or even feature on the show, send me an email over to info at coachingcart.com. I will, of course, put those details below so that you can check those out. I'd also be really grateful if you could rate the show so that we can get these conversations out to even more countries than it's hitting already. So I'd appreciate that. Thank you. But today I'd like to introduce you to Tina Santos. Tina began her professional coaching career in 2015 graduating from Radiant Coaches Academy. Her coaching focuses on empowerment, life transitions, self-care, and also coaching in the LGBTQA community. Tina is also a certified Level 3 Reiki Master, encouraging those she coaches to tap into their body's own natural healing abilities and encouraging them to live their most fulfilling version of their life is her passion. In her coaching experience so far, She has had the privilege and honour of participating in many different cultural ceremonies and meeting people from all over the world who all share a common desire and wish her themselves authentic happiness. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Tina. Uh, So welcome to the show, Tina. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, it's really good to have you here. Uh, and I, I'm going to, uh, before we get into the main recording, I'm going to ask you a question that I'm asking all my guests, certainly in this season. What would your younger selves think of who and where you are now? You know, um, I think, I, I definitely think back to the little girl that, you know, grew up with um, with parents that they she wanted their approval and she wanted them to just be so proud. Um, and it, it unfortunately was something that I had to find within myself. So my initial thought when you asked that question is the little girl would go, Oh my gosh, would everybody approve of what you're doing? Would everybody be proud of you? You know, what would people think? Um, there's a little bit of fear wrapped around that. If, if I tap into the, to the little person inside me, because I've, I, I, think that so many of us we start out early in life really just bouncing back and forth between opinions of people and we don't really know where to land until we get a little more grounded so yeah I think my my initial reaction is the little girl would go oh my gosh you're gonna get in trouble or oh my gosh somebody might say something and you know I just want to kind of like hug that little girl and go it's okay this is what we're supposed to be doing it's all good so yeah, there's still a bit, a little bit of fear around that and thinking, well, what will people think of me? So I guess looking at where you are now, what do you think as an adult on what you've achieved since, well, maybe not totally leaving that little girl behind, but certainly moving on a bit. I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? What do sure. I... Sure, yeah, but what do you think of who you are and where you are what now I... in comparison to when you know, you were that little ghetto? You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty humble when it comes to talking about myself, but I, I will say that I am very, very proud of who I have become, but also who I'm becoming, because 
I feel like this has definitely been a phase of my life, or as I like to call it, a season of my life that is uh, very, it, it's busted me wide open and it's made me explore a lot of different layers of myself. Um, and some, you know, some are beautiful, some are not so pretty and you need to heal. And so, you know, I've, I'm just very proud of myself. I, I truly am and I'm excited when I, when I see myself responding to situations differently or I see myself taking risks or doing things that I otherwise probably would have kept myself from even just a few years ago, just out of insecurity or um, just being nervous that I would mess up. And now I'm in the season of life where I just wanna say yes. You know, I just wanna say yes to life and yes to the experiences. And it, it, it definitely has brought me some really beautiful things, just, just being on your show, for example. So mm-hmm. um, I, 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 yeah. Sounds like you're feeling that fear and doing it anyway, for sure, by just saying yes, you know, to everything that's appropriate, of course, Uh, but rather than saying no, and I think that's something we all get tied into, isn't it? We we can so easily say no to things and then life just passes us by. So having that courage to say, yes, I'm hitting life face on and I will, you know, I will do this and coming coming on the show as well. I know how much courage that takes because I've also been a guest way back and I remember those first first flutters or what will I be asked so yeah, yeah lots of courage coming on and I think also when you were talking there you were you were touching into that shadow self if you like those parts of us that we don't quite like but they really are a part of all of us well I mean they really are and you know, I, as I'm sure you've read and, and experienced, and probably many of your listeners do, our, our shadow selves kind of starts to form at a really early age, you know, and um, that term can be very ominous and very scary to folks. And that's why I think it's hard for people to tap into that. But those are really, I, I truly believe those are the places that need to be healed first before real progress can be made. Because um, it's, it's those subconscious parts of us that are hidden. That's that to me, when I think of shadow selves, that's what I think all the little pieces of ourselves that are hidden in those little crevices in the parts of us that are hard to get to allowing yeah, that the, we don't want other people to see, you know, sure. though, so yeah, I guess we hide them away, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And those are the parts that usually leave us in a corner, kind of curled up and crying a little bit, but what I, what I've discovered personally is when those things are faced, yes, that the moments of, of healing those parts is very, it can be very painful. It can be very um, triggering for a lot of people, but the flip side to that coming out of that is such a beautiful release of weight and stress. And, you know, that's, that's why I love being a coach and, and helping folks go through those moments because it, it is a common theme that I see with people. Um, people want to make, progress. They want to go through transitions. They want to make a decision and really tackle life head on. And then when they, they get these moments of, of inspiration and they, then they start to tackle those things and then they go, Oh, well, I kind of fell off track because of X, Y, and Z. And, you know, the things that they're naming are more surface level interruptions, but then I go, okay, well, let's go deeper. What, what could be a limiting belief that you feel is, is holding this part of you back. And they're like, oh, okay, well, let's explore that. And so I just find it to be very helpful. 
to tap into those places. And I think it's a beautiful process. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think those limiting beliefs, when we start to actually look at what those are, I was certainly shocked at some of the things that were were, were holding me back in the past that I would no, I no longer allow. But I think it's that what we're really talking about here is awareness, isn't it? Awareness yeah. of our shadow self, awareness of our limiting beliefs. And I think also about really recognizing what our own beliefs are and what beliefs we hold that actually come from yeah. other people. Yeah, I, I personally find that a huge thing in, in my coaching and therapy for sure. It's all about other people's beliefs. And I think, you know, that's taken us in nicely because you are a coach, like you mentioned, and a, a Reiki master. So yeah. can you tell us a bit about that? And actually, do they complement each other in your work? Oh, yeah. I'd be, I'd be interested to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, did you need, did you want me to explain what Reiki is or just how I incorporate it into yeah, you yeah, you can tell us a bit about your coaching sure. and, and your audience and you know how, how Reiki comes into it and maybe we'll delve into a little bit about actually what it is for our listeners who are, are coming in listening to this show, show literally from all over the world. So yeah. it would be good to just get a little outline of that. So yeah, so just to kind of touch on a little bit because they do tie into each other. I know you had asked if they complement each other. They do. Um, Reiki is a very gentle form of energy work. It's, you know, any practitioner that is, is, that does practice, uh, energy healing for clients, we don't do the healing. It's not something that's coming directly from us. We are basically providing a, a channel for, for us to tap into that healing energy so that we can, um, we're just basically a vessel for it. Okay. And so, um, with that being said, it, it will help. It helps folks with their chakra system. It helps folks clear blockages. It helps. Um, and, it, and the beautiful thing about it is the energy goes where it needs. Some, some people come in and they go, I have this injury or I have a specific issue that I really want to have this help. And, and it could very well do that, but it has such an intelligence. The universal energy has such an intelligence that it will, it will be directed where it needs to go the most for that client. So they will get a level of healing that they need, even if it's not the one that they were aware that they needed. And, um, and it's just, it's just a very beautiful, calming, um, it's sometimes profound method of, of energy healing. And I, and I really enjoy working with it. And I also, um, I work with animals with it as well, which is also extremely rewarding because they just, they don't have judgment about anything and they're just open to receiving it. So um, it does complement coaching though, because when, when you tap in to um, that energy source and, and when you are a practitioner of it, you tend to kind of just do it when you're working with people and you, it, it's a very, it can be a very intuitive process. And so how that can play into the coaching aspect too, is that you can, connect in with the clients in a way where yes, you could be having a coaching session, but you're also intuitively kind of being guided to know where they may need some extra healing or some things that may be, um, you know, really bothering them. And you, you kind of direct them to explore those areas a little more. And when you are working on a client during a Reiki session, 
again, you're more intuitively guided to figure out what areas would need a little more, a little extra love sent to them. So sure. they can they can play off of each other really beautifully, actually, um, without being influenced by each other, if that makes sense. It makes total sense to me. And yeah. I've been nodding quite a lot when you're talking because I've experienced a Reiki session mm. uh, and it really was a beautiful experience. But yeah. I remember in a certain part of my body, I felt heat really, yeah. really hot. And it was almost like the practitioner was like, okay, let's stop here for a bit. <laughs> this, yeah. this, this chakra needs to be unblocked. And then we had a, a deeper conversation about it. And it made sense why I needed work in that area. Uh, yeah. And it released it. It was really, really fascinating. And I can see how it would work alongside coaching as well. Yeah, it's 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 something I'm very grateful to be able to do. It's something that um, I'm very honored to do when somebody puts their trust in me to um, just be more vulnerable because you are in a very vulnerable state when you're letting somebody work on pretty much one of the most sacred parts of what makes us up as a human being is our, our energetic field, because that is one of the most precious things for us to protect, in my mm. opinion, and um, being very aware of who and what we let in and around that. Absolutely. Um, and I'm also curious, the, you spoke about um, sort of practicing Reiki on animals. Is that is that very different in real life practice to working with a human? Well, yes, it can be because animals like to move. Um, and so, you know, when, when you work on a human, generally there's so, like a table of some sort and yeah. they're comfortable and they're still and, but it also can be done distance as well. So that's, that's the other beautiful aspect of it too. But um, yeah, not, to be, to be really honest, I've heard a few people say that, but I've never understood how that worked by distance. Well, if you think about it, when it comes to energy um, in, in, a, in a spiritual sense, the, the time, there is no time distance, right? When we talk about um, when you go into information regarding other realms or if people have had, you know, near-death experiences and things like that, they, most of them will come back and say, you know, time and space is not a thing. That is, that is a construct that we have implemented just on this human level so that we can go about our day-to-day -day life and have some sort of structure. So if you think about it in that term, it's, it's very similar to when you think about somebody and then all of a sudden you get a phone call from them later that day, or you wake up with a song in your head and then you put on the radio and you hear about it, you know, you hear that song a little later in the day. It's, it's very similar to that. Um, I can explain a story that I experienced when I was first getting into energy healing as a practitioner, if, if that's oh, cool. Please, please. That's yeah, really so cool. Yeah. This, this, this blew my mind when I was just learning about the distance aspect of it. Um, but I, I was actually in a class and it was, and it was, it taught about how the, how distance healing can work because there is a science behind it. Um, and there's a lot of information out there that that folks can read about it too but you know it ex the class kind of explained that and then we practiced we practiced the elements that we were learning and so this this uh specific class we were able to have people 
either our family members at home or a friend or somebody that wasn't there with us kind of on standby. And it got to the part of the class where we're like, okay, let's call our people, tell them to be in a quiet, comfortable place. And, you know, we either had a picture of them or we got their names, just some sort of information that people could put their focus on while they were working on this individual. And so one woman in our class, her father was the one that she had picked because at the time she goes, you know, he's so skeptical and I want him to experience this so he can see that this is a real thing. So she's a, she was a massage um, therapist as well, but she also was very much interested in learning more aspects about energy healing and things. And so um, we were like, all right, awesome, let's do it. And so we had his picture and she had given us his name. And so basically it's, it's all visualization when you're working on somebody in a, in a distance manner, you're, you're visualizing them being there and working on different areas of their body, but you also pick up kind of intuitively different sensations that you feel, different emotions that you're feeling. And the rule of thumb is with that is to never judge anything because even if it doesn't make sense to you, it could make sense to your client. Right. And that could be something that they really need to hear. And so I was working on this individual and I kept feeling, and, and again, this was really early on after I had become certified and just started practicing. And this was just an additional learning that I wanted to take part in. And so I, I began to feel when I was working on this person that I felt very ill I felt very tired. I felt a lot of different symptoms that indicated that this person just didn't feel good, but it wasn't just a, oh, they have a headache sort of issue. It was like this person, I don't really think this person is well. And, but I didn't know what that meant. Um, and so we went through the process and then at the end, you got to call the person and talk to them on the phone and everybody who was, was in that class, which I think was a small handful of us, maybe five or six people. Um, we got to express the experience that we had and what we experienced while working on them. So when, when it got to me, um, I was telling him what I was feeling and he goes, well, he goes, that makes total sense. Cause I was actually diagnosed with leukemia and those are all the symptoms that I have. Wow. And I, and in that moment, I was just like, oh my gosh, this stuff really works this is amazing. And that changed my whole just thought process on being able to help somebody from a distance aspect. Um, and it really proved that there is no, there is no, um, restriction when it comes to, to space and time. So, you know, with animals, that's kind of looping back around to your original question with animals, you can work on them from a distance or a lot of animals really get super calm when it comes to any kind of energy work, um, acupuncture, anything like that. They, um, they really respond to it well because they're not judging what's experiencing. They're just feeling it and they go, Oh, this feels awesome. And some animals, they get uncomfortable just like humans do and they'll walk away and that's okay. Mm. You know, you don't, you don't force it, but it's really awesome because it can help pets that have anxiety. You can actually work on both owners and their pets because a lot of pets will mirror their owners. I've also worked in the animal field for about 12 years as well. And so I have a lot of experience with animal veterinary world um, issues. And so, you know, I, I've been very blessed to work with a lot of amazing animals and their spirits and their, and they're just, they're just beautiful creatures. 
And so yeah, I, I agree. And and I think any any trainer or any class trainer will tell you uh, it's not the dog, it's the it's the owner. And you're right about that anxiety, passing that anxiety down onto an animal. Uh, and I, I've got a dog myself. So uh, going through the, all the classes, learned a lot about it. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I'm I'm really interested. You were when you were talking to the person that you were doing the Reiki long distance. They mm-hmm. were initially skeptical. How, what were they thinking after you had done that work? Did they buy into uh, it? He was. I mean, he was very impressed. I don't. I don't know that he. I don't know if he completely changed his outlook on everything, but you. I knew that he had walked away from that experience at least recognizing the fact that something had happened Mm. um, and that it is real and it is something very um, it's something that works you know sure and and sometimes we need to have that experience don't we uh, before we can like you did to yourself confirm to yourself this really works yeah so since then I I mean I use I, I send Reiki to a lot of my loved ones friends, family, um, even my animals that have passed on, you know, I'll still, I'll still do that. I, I just really believe in, in the power of intention and the power of the, the energy. And I feel like, um, you know, the biggest thing is when, when you're working with somebody, they have to agree to want the, they, they have to agree to want the energy exchange. So that's the big thing is getting permission. But, um, Anytime mm-hmm. somebody says, Hey, send me some good energy, you know, I'm going through it right now or something like that. I'm like, I'm on it, you know, and then you just take a minute, but anybody can do it. That's the fabulous thing that, mm-hmm. you know, to get certified as a separate process. And there is a lot of benefit to it. And you, you do have a mentor that, um, um, goes through the process with you and, and, and that's a separate thing. But when it comes to just the simplification of, energy work itself and energy anybody has the ability to send healing energy to anybody or anything else you know even even the earth even anybody on in the around the planet in general and we need it as much as possible right now yes we do. Um, and, it's, and it's just all about intention and just really focusing on you know i'm going to send out as much love and light to all the souls that need it and and it will go and it will work you yeah. know so that's, that's why I love working with it also with my coaching clients, because, um, it's just a beautiful process to watch unfold. And, um, I, I just, I love helping people realize how amazing they mm. truly are. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's one of the reasons why you, you know, it's into Reiki and, and coaching as well. And yeah. like me, your, your audience, you serve people uh that includes the lgbtq plus community am i right yeah i i love um if specifically younger people if i Mm -hmm. have any opportunity to work with or even kind of mentor a younger person that um i wish i had as i think that's the story for so many of us i i love it i love being that support system i love being it's more of a safe place there's a very warrior protector energy about me that Uh, most of my close friends would very much tell you but when it comes to the younger people in the community I feel very um, protective over them because it is such a scary thing to step out into to really live authentically in that way and um, 
scary world at the moment, isn't it? Oh, it is. And, you know, for as much progress as we have made as a community, Mm -hmm. it's, there's still so far to go when it comes to the people that feel, you know, yeah, it's, it's tough. So yeah, I, I love working with folks in the LGBT community for sure. No, I, I, I totally get that. So if you had had a mentor when you were, you know, sort of growing up, what things would you, would you have been looking to be taught by them or guided by them? I, I well, my first thought when you asked that question is I wish I had a mentor so somebody could have seen in me the areas that I could have really flourished in at a younger age versus trying to figure it all out as I've become an older adult. So I, you know, I wish that I had somebody look at me and go, Hey, I noticed that you have these skills that are super important and awesome. And I think you should look into that or just encouraging me that there is no limit. And literally we could, we can truly have anything we want to have that was not what I grew up in. That was not the environment that I grew up in. So um, if I had a mentor growing up, that is definitely the things that I feel like would have benefited me the most at that age. Yeah. So I'm guessing then when you're working with young people in a coaching and mentoring environment that you are working with them, trying to notice, I guess, what their individual skills are, what they're really great at, so that you can then encourage them. Yeah. Oh, to, 1000%. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's awesome. That's really well, amazing. You know, because it's, it is, it's such a time of high anxiety and, you know, raising mm-hmm. two teenagers myself, I see how social media and all of the external things can really play a part in their confidence level and what they're willing to step out and do and what they feel safe enough to step out and do. And they've got so many different influences telling them what to do or how to do it that I always try to be a very positive base for these folks to go, Hey, it's okay. If you like Mm -hmm. to do these things, like that's awesome. There's not a lot of people who want to do the things that you want to do. So let's talk about this. Let's see what this looks like, you know? Mm -hmm. And because as, as coaches, as you know, we, we, especially working with younger folks, you have the ability of hindsight, you know, kind of the bigger picture of what life looks like as you get older. So you can use that really good experience to try to guide the younger generation to know that where you're at right now is not where it's always going to be. And, you know, you're amazing and you deserve to be heard. Yeah. And also, I guess a bit about trusting, trusting the process, trusting the journey and trusting in yourself that if you're having that gut feeling or if you're having thoughts about something you're really passionate about, follow it. Don't let anyone else put you down and say you will never be able to do that because like you just said, once we get that in our heads and really believe we can do anything that we want, then that's when life, in my opinion, took off. Yeah. And I also feel too, that when we get those really strong impulses of things that we are drawn to, that those are the, the more in, like the deeper, higher versions of ourselves that are trying to get our attention and say, Hey, 
you may not understand why you want to go and read this book right now, but trust me, just pick the book up off the shelf and read it or take that class or go to visit that country or, you know, whatever it is when people have these, I call them little pings or aha moments when they have these moments of like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I feel like I really need to look into that. Yeah. Do that because that is, that is your spirit. That is that higher part of you going, Hey, it's time to explore this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And as we're ready for each step, I believe that is when we start experiencing different things, you know? Yeah. And that internal feeling or thought will, will show itself, but it's up to us to trust it and follow it, yeah. as you said. Yeah. So if we were to finish this conversation right now, Tina, what would we have missed? Hmm. Ooh, that's a great question. What do you, in terms of what? So in terms of, uh, we've covered quite quite a bit, but yeah. is there anything else you think, yeah, our, that our listeners really should hear about? I, what I would love for anybody who listens to this to, to kind of take in and sit back and kind of take a deep breath and close their eyes for a second and hear the fact that you really are, it, it worthiness is the first thing that comes to mind. You are, you are worthy and you are deserving of anything and everything that you want from the most minute thing in your life that you're desiring to the grandest thing that you could be dreaming into every bit of it. You are, you are worth and you are worthy of. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I really, my, my passion is to help people find that worthiness inside themselves and really understand that they are deserving and it's not all for everybody else. It's also for you too. Yeah, absolutely. I really, I really hear that and relate to it as well. And I, I think like me, you're really big on authenticity and being authentic and, and finding um, who we really are. But what, what is, what does authenticity mean for you, Tina? How would you explain that for you as an individual? To me, authenticity is not doing anything that does not feel 100% true and honest to how I'm feeling at any given moment. And oh, that I love that definition. I love that. It's so simple, <laughs> but it's, it's, it, but it changes at every moment. It's very fluid. Mm. So that, you know, that could mean I don't want to go to this social event tonight. I just want to stay in and take a bath and have a glass of wine. And then maybe tomorrow, I do want to go to the social event. So I honor that. I think it's, it's a step-by-step day-to-day process of, of checking in with yourself mm. and you are your first level of what feels good and what doesn't feel good. I know we ought, so often we do things based on what everybody around us wants and all of our demands and people have careers and bosses and families. And I, I mean, I get it. Mm. I'm there too. And you know, what I have found to be, it, it got to a point where it was a non-negotiable for me, where if something is just not on my radar for that day, if I am not emotionally okay to do that, if I don't have the energy to do that, then it's okay to say no. Or mm. if I want to wake up and go and do this thing today, I'm not, you know, I'm going to make that time for myself that day and, and explain it to my family and, and just say, Hey, I'm going to honor myself. It's all about honoring ourselves. Like we honor everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And so that's self-care that's- as well, isn't it? Really taking care of ourselves because how many of us say yes to things that we really don't want to do? All the time. because we feel guilty or, yeah, yeah. all the time. Well, living uh, authentically is self-care. Mm, that yeah. is almost like the ultimate version of self-care that you can do. Yeah, I agree. Fantastic. Yeah. So message for our listeners, do you have do you have a message or do you think you've covered it all? I guess my last message would just be just do it. Whatever the thing is that you are debating on doing, whatever the question is that you're debating on asking, whatever the event is, whatever the thing is that you have been questioning doing, do it. Yeah. Or take a it. or take a step towards it mm. because you will eventually regret not doing that. Yeah down the line yeah because I hear so many people when they they ask me personally what I do and I go through everything that I'm involved in and I come to podcaster and they say oh my god I'd love to do that and I say well just do it yeah just bloody do it (laughs) yeah and it's great because you're just having conversations with normal people that you know, we're our, our, I think our goals are very similar. We want to reach yeah. people. We want to help people. We want people to know that there are people available to you to help who yeah. genuinely care. Even Absolutely. If, genuinely know, care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're on the other side of the world or not. We're all, we're all connected, yeah. you know? And, and I know that's cliche. I know that's something that goes out a lot, but it, it truly, truly is at the end of the day, everybody just wants happiness and to be heard and to be accepted. That is, yeah. that is, I think, major components that most everybody can relate to each other yeah. on. Every human being wants and needs. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we certainly do. Well, if our audience listeners want to get in contact with you, Tina, how can they do that? Uh, so I have my website. They can go to my, my personal website, www.soulcirclehealing.com. Um, or they can reach out to me via email, soulcirclehealing at gmail.com. Um, and then I do have a few. I have a Facebook page. And um, I actually also, this is a really cool thing that I enjoy doing. There is a website called meetup.com where you can actually host a meetup group. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that or. Yeah, I have. And they're they're popular in the UK. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So I actually, I actually have a meetup group that I, you know, I host meetups every couple of weeks. And so um, I will give you the link to that for you to post for the listeners, since it's a little bit longer of a link to say over the air, but they are, you know, it's free, uh, it's virtual Zoom meetings, and it's free, and um, we just talk about different things in the spiritual sense, and self-care, holistic modalities, any kind of thing that have to do with spirituality, metaphysics, things like that, and very much like this, the conversations just kind of unfold as they need to, so um, that's also another really cool place and, and we can connect, you know, face to face that way. And you can make a lot of new like-minded friends as well and develop your support group that way. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely get those links 
into yeah. the description. I'm sure there'll be a lot of listeners want to join that meetup. Sure. I never, I didn't realize it existed uh, online. I thought most of them were face to face. So that's really well, good to know. It used to only be face to face. Mm. I've hosted these groups off and on for the last several years, depending on just where I was in life and how how available I was. Mm. Um, and then recently, I I got back into hosting the group because I just missed it because it's so fun. Um, and they offer now a zoom option where you can actually put a link on and everybody can meet together via zoom, which is awesome because it could be anybody from anywhere now. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to worry about traveling or location or anything. So I think it's an awesome thing. And, and I feel like, um, the members have really enjoyed that so far. Definitely great to know Tina and Thank you so, so much for coming on the show. I've really, really enjoyed the conversation today. Yes, I've, I'm so happy and grateful to be here and I've loved this. So I'll come back anytime. Anytime. Thank you so much. And I'd also like to thank the listeners and tune in next Monday for the next episode of Let's Talk All Things LGBTQ+. Thank you.